0: some nerve. Do not be afraid, he says, as if these words alone will take away from her the sheer terror she has felt over the last few weeks, watching her pitiful food supply dwindle and her son slowly waste away from starvation. Do not be afraid, Who is this joker who has come to make fun of her, a widow, a mother at the end of her rope? Who would say such a cruel and insensitive thing? I did a quick search of the phrase, do not be afraid, in the Bible. It comes up an astounding 67 times, almost exclusively from messengers, prophets, and angels. That insensitive joker in our reading from 1 Kings, the one asking the widow for the very last food in her house? He was a prophet, a messenger sent from God, coming to tell her that God is good. Quite frankly, if a prophet showed up in my home and said, Do not be afraid, I, much like the widow, would be terrified Do not be afraid, they say. Change is afoot. Do not be afraid. God is near. God is speaking. Listen, they say. Do not be afraid, they say to us. But something frightening is about to happen. There's a lot to be afraid of. The election cycle that is blessedly over played a lot on our fears over this last year. We are afraid, afraid of being sick and afraid of being unemployed. We are afraid of being poor. We are afraid of being around poor people. We are afraid of how systemic poverty will crush our city and our country. Some of our fears are self constructed. We worry about social climbing, who's going to be president, about gray hair and gaining weight. Some of our fears are more legitimate. We fear the safety of our children, the health of those we love. We fear losing our homes or our jobs. We fear the poisoning of the environment. Anyone who has recently had a baby knows how powerful fear can be. The baby products industry is a multi-billion dollar industry that thrives on the fact that new parents are deeply afraid We are fearful of our children's happiness, their safety, their education. And with that fear, we buy products to reassure us that we can stave off sadness and accidents and illness and frustration and behavioral problems. Our houses are filled with fortunes, fortunes in gadgets that promise miracles for our children. But the gadgets... Most of them, at least, do not perform miracles. And over time, most new parents learn that there are no gadgets that we can buy that replace good parenting to create good and happy kids. Relationship with our children, presence, even when it's difficult, honesty, And trustworthiness are more important than the stuff we buy to keep our fears at bay. We humans know, as God does, that no amount of perfect parenting can keep pain out of our houses. But strength of relationship and strength of faith will serve us more fully than anything we can purchase. Fear won't win. Love will and love is abundant. Where the world sees fear, God sees change. Where the world promises scarcity, God promises abundance. When the world says, no way, uh uh-uh, uh, not enough, impossible, God says, yes. In a few weeks, we will hear another angel say, Fear not, to another woman with everything in the world to be afraid of. And she, like the starving widow at Zarephath, will say yes to whatever it is that God is offering, as profoundly unbelievable as it may be. We don't know the content of the widow's heart from our story this morning any more than we know the content of Mary's heart. We do not know if she bakes that last small cake with skepticism or with joy knowing that her troubles are over. We do know that she says yes, even though she is afraid. She says yes to the promise of God's abundance in her life. She says yes by welcoming the stranger, by showing hospitality and grace. We live in a world that wants to run on fear. Fear, it seems, is a powerful motivator to get us to hoard and consume Fear is a powerful motivator for us to spend and own and have and mine, mine, mine. Fear causes us to keep secrets, to grasp things and people tightly, to say no to hospitality and no to grace. Fear is a powerful motivator for us to build our houses with higher fences and stronger locks and around our hearts thicker more impenetrable walls. But fear won't win. Love wins. Every time. Fear breaks down and degrades our relationships and our families and our hearts. Love heals them, builds them, strengthens them. How do we, like the widow at Zarephath, move from a place of fear to a place of love? We start by opening those clenched hands just a little bit. Give something away. Money. Time. Stuff. Something. Then take a deep breath. Say a prayer of thanksgiving for the opportunity to give. Then do it again. And again. And then maybe do it again. Give to your family. Give to those you don't know who are in need. Give to your church. Give to your community. Listen hard to what the world around you needs to thrive and grow, and then dig deep to provide it. Give it away. Do not fear whether or not you will have enough, because fear won't win. Fear will not provide. The widow at Zarephath learned that fear would lead her to death. Showing love instead for this crazy prophet who showed up at her door led her to life. There are a lot of responses to the voice of God calling us into a scary new place. We can politely respond that there simply isn't enough and then shut the door and lie down on our beds to die. or we can answer by believing in God's abundance. We can be bold and brave and generous. We can say our prayers and give and give and give in love and in faith. And then we will grow and we will thrive. Do not be afraid.